unspeakable unions and vicarious pleasures. A Good Omens Fic, written by Elwing Lyre and read by Literarian. This is a Christmas present for Obsessor of All in the Ineffable Kink Gift Exchange. I hope you enjoy. I saw you trying to dance, Crowley smiled, adjusting the gold serpent brooch pinned to his cloak. You really shouldn't. Dance, that is. Nice to see you too, Aziraphale said, popping a grape into his mouth as he watched the solstice festivities around them. People dancing, drinking, feasting and fornicating. The young man playing the lute is talented, Crowley motioned to the musician in the corner of the room. Hmm. Aziraphale thought he was average. Nothing special. The food, on the other hand, was spectacular. The cheese and figs, delectable, and the bread, warm. The wine, tolerable. Crowley stepped closer, teasing the angel. I thought the music and dance were supposed to remove inhibitions. Clearly, it's not working for you. I thought you might give this a try. Here, take a drink from my cup, said Crowley. It seemed an innocent enough gesture, offering the angel wine at the festival of Dionysus, until Aziraphale took a closer look at images on the offered goblet. He should have known nothing Crowley did was innocent. Yet it would be rude not to take at least a sip. It was smooth fruity and had an earthy aftertaste. Much better than the other wine he tasted here. Celebrating the phallus. I do so love those rituals honouring the descent of Dionysus into Hades, Crowley said as he animatedly swung his arms around. Such decadence and depravity, but that's really a matter of opinion and not mine. I am surprised you're here rubbing elbows with the sinners, although they are in agreement with me that it's hardly a sin to have a good time. Interesting cup, Aziraphale said, handing it back. Just how many sex acts are depicted on it? The angel felt himself a bit naughty, asking. Let's count, shall we? Crowley held it up for inspection. We have one, two, three, four women in various positions of sexual intercourse. These two young men on their knees with large phalluses down their throats. One, two, three men copulating with each other, therefore that counts as one. That would be seven acts. I'm sorry I asked. Yet, even as he said it, he took the offensive cup back and had another sip before returning it to Crowley. After, the taste haunted him on his tongue. To distract himself from the demon's gaze, Aziraphale tugged on his tunic. 
he had it made special for this occasion. Oh, he knew he could simply conjure garments himself, but why not support the local spinners and seamstresses? Man's imagination when it came to creating such ornate clothing was breathtaking to behold. He simply couldn't waste a miracle when human hands could make something this divine. The patterns woven were complex, but the dominant helix design of golden fibers shimmered. The linen was the softest he'd ever felt, in sheer layers, and the dyes used were vibrant, including a rich indigo. Too bad he wouldn't be wearing it much longer. He may have been preening too much, as he had Crowley's full attention on his form. I do admire the garb you have on. I must say I'm intrigued. You're dressed as a woman, yet presenting as a man. An interesting choice for the occasion. That was it, wasn't it? He hadn't expected to find Crowley here, although he should have, knowing the demon's past proclivities. But that was not Aziraphale's problem. He came here with a purpose, and that was to understand man better. To do so, he needed to experience all sides of man. Up until now, he had indulged in every aspect, all but one. It was time to discover exactly what all the fuss was about sexual intercourse. Your hair is fetching, Crowley said, ignoring the angel's personal space and brushing a curl with a finger. Love the golden leaves. And however long did it take you to get those unruly curls tamed and shiny, or did you just wave your hand above your head and make it majestic? I'll have you know that a very talented young man arranged it for me. Talented? <laughs> Is that what they're calling it? Crowley laughed. Aziraphale didn't understand why his face grew hot. Nothing happened, just harmless flirting with the lad. Your outfit is nifty. Aziraphale said, if you don't mind me saying. Crowley nodded, but didn't thank him. Aziraphale sighed. Crowley never thanked him. But he did look majestic himself in his flowing purple tunic drawn tight at his lean waist. You do know they crush snails to make that dye, Aziraphale said. Yes. Crowley smiled wickedly, taking a sip from the cup. I know. It's been too long. What trouble have you been up to recently? Oh, waging wars, causing chaos, instigating killing and pillaging, that sort of thing, Crowley said. Aziraphale thought it highly distracting how he held the cup and tapped his finger on one of the sinfully delicious images. And now this hedonist celebration, Aziraphale added. Yes, the real fun begins soon. Are you staying for the orgy? 
Crowley looked at Aziraphale from head to toe, then around him. Oh, but it looks like if it's already begun. Any other time, I'd say you were probably not staying, but dressed as you are for the part, I wondered. If you must know, I am here to experience everything. Oh, you are, are you? Everything? He raised his eyebrows. Everything. That's fortunate, since between you and me, that drink had a touch of the root of a purple-flowered mandrake. It's an aphrodisiac, if you believe in that sort of thing, which I'm certain you don't. Aziraphale's hand flew to his throat. He steadied his breath, then looked directly at the demon and summoned his strength. Sex is the driving force of all things. Even angels know that, Aziraphale said simply. And look at all the people who are freely indulging around us. Those four near the pool are really having a go at it. Hot springs, you know, soothes the aches and pains. Aziraphale has tried his best not to stare at the people around them having sex, but it was getting more and more difficult since there was more skin exposed than he usually saw in a bathhouse. I've had my eye on that young musician. He's done playing and standing right over there, Crowley said, pointing to a fair-haired young man with curly locks. The lad noticed and immediately smiled and tipped his head. Aziraphale hadn't really looked around for anyone, although he's had a few admirers. His thinking hadn't reached that point yet, and then he'd bumped into Crowley, distracting him. He supposed he should consider who... Crowley handed Aziraphale his drink. It seems the young man is interested in celebrating some holy rites with me, he winked. Let's see if he can play me as well as his lute. The young man smiled wider as Crowley's long stride took him across the room and up to the young man. Crowley leaned down, gripping him by the tunic, and thoroughly snogged him. Aziraphale's face heated up, but he couldn't bring himself to look away as Crowley's hands reached and pulled at the young man's garments, divesting him of them. A part of him ached with longing as he watched. He wished... he wished... oh, he wished that young lad was him. There, he'd admitted it to himself. He'd avoided the thought for so long. But now, with the lad kneeling in front of Crowley, pushing aside the demon's lovely purple tunic and opening his waiting lips and devouring the demon's glistening cock, Aziraphale could no longer deny what he wanted. The angel was so enthralled at the sight that he jumped when a man came up from behind him and tapped him on his shoulder. Sorry, 
I didn't mean to startle you, but since the moment I saw you, I've been fascinated by you. The angel turned to face a very tall, very handsome man. He was breathtaking. Full pink lips, chiseled cheekbones. His tunic was short and clingy, showing off his well-toned chest and legs. He was as the perfect man, as perfect as the masculine marble statues surrounding them. Even as Aziraphale stared at the man in awe, from the corner of his eye he could see Crowley removing the lad's tunic and bending him over a bench across the room. His eyes met the angels and burned into them as he stroked his long cock in preparation. Can I assume the role you wish to take from your attire? The man spoke to the point. His mouth opened and nothing came out. Words! He needed to speak. Yes, he said, but it came out more like a squeak. In comparison to the man's deep baritone and his muscular physique, the angel felt inadequate. I know we don't always share names at such festivities, but mine is Bastian, he said, and held out his large hand for the angel to take. Aziraphale put his hand in his and took a deep breath. Aziraphale. He led the angel, weaving around people in various positions and in various acts to the other side of the room. There's something about you that's unique, the man said, sitting on the bench facing the room and pulling the angel down beside him. I want you to myself, yet this spot affords us a view of all that is happening in the room. Do you approve? Aziraphale nodded dumbly. Bastian patted his lap. Aziraphale hesitated, then slid up onto it. Under his bum, he felt the man's impressive erection. The angel squirmed on the hard cock. The man bent in and kissed the angel's ear and rocked his hips against the angel's arse. I can't wait to make you come undone. Across the room, there they were. The demon buried inside his loot player. Aziraphale swallowed hard. He was in deeper than he ever expected. A tongue in his ear, a kiss on his neck, and Crowley watching his every movement. He knew the angel would be the end of him. The truth was, Crowley had never done this before. He came here because it was his job to oversee these types of events, but not necessarily to share in them. He had no plan to participate until Aziraphale said he was here to experience everything. 
Before Crowley knew what he was doing, he told the angel he had his eye on someone else and had the lad on his knees sucking his cock with Aziraphale across the room, watching with his mouth hanging open. His impulsive reaction had even more undesired returns. Unfortunately, in the matter of moments it took Crowley to walk across the room, someone swooped in and took his place beside the angel. And then? The human had the gall to lead the angel to a cozy little spot opposite them in plain view of the demon. It didn't help that the man was probably the most handsome man in the entire room, possibly all of Athens. Now Aziraphale was sitting impishly in his lap. Crowley hoisted the lad to his feet. He was cute and attractive enough with that youthful blush about him, but he was not Aziraphale. With a sigh, Crowley pushed aside the lad's tunic and laid him out on the bench. At least the youth was eager. He positioned the lad, moving his hips at the proper perspective, not wanting to spoil the perfect line of sight from the two across the room where Aziraphale could view it all and look directly in the demon's eyes. Panting in anticipation, the lad spread his two firm globes wide with willing hands. Crowley had seen this act done countless times. How difficult could it be? Adam and Eve figured it out on the first night, and they had no visuals. The demon pleasured himself, leisurely stroking his cock. The lad turned his head to see and moaned, probably thinking this show was for him. Across the room... Aziraphale watched, wide-eyed. Crowley dropped his cloak, unpinned his tunic and knelt. He thrust the lad's legs over his shoulders and positioned himself, continuing to give Aziraphale an excellent view of the entire encounter. Across the room, the man touched the angel. Crowley felt, what was it? Envy? He was kissing those pink angel lips, whispering into those shell-shaped ears. With the lad spread before him, all of Crowley's long-held desires and yearning drove him to mimic the movements he witnessed across the room. Instead of kisses, Crowley flicked his wicked tongue. Instead of whispers, he blew hot in the lad's ear, sending shivers through him. Across the room, the unspeakably handsome man pulled aside his own tunic, exposing his perfect cock. He turned the angel around in his lap, facing Crowley. He lifted Aziraphale like a doll, guiding him down onto his erection. As the man lowered him, the angel's eyes met and held Crowley's. Inside their blue depths, Crowley saw pain, desire, 
and longing. Your hands, said the lad, voice shaking. They're hard and cool, but my skin burns where you've touched it. That's what happens when you fuck a demon, Crowley replied, but his eyes remained on Aziraphale as he slowly began to ride the man's cock. Crowley licked his lips as he watched the angel wiggle and squirm. Crowley positioned himself, hands on his hip, and tucked the head of his cock inside the lad, then slid his length in to the hilt. He was warm and wet from being fucked many times during the day. As the man ran his hands down Aziraphale's sides, Crowley smoothed his hands down the lad's the same. It tingles and burns, the lad moaned. The demon never blinked as he watched across the room. The man's large hand reached around and grasped Aziraphale's cock and began squeezing gently, rolling his thumb over the tip. The demon groaned as he watched and couldn't help but copy the motion on the lad, but the position wasn't correct. In an instant, he pulled his cock out of the whimpering lad. Crowley sat down on the bench, grabbed the lad and blindly lowered him onto his waiting cock. Oh yes, the lad cried out. The young man immediately spied what had Crowley's attention across the room. His reaction to this imitation was unbridled lust. He began to ride Crowley as if he was racing across the rocky landscape of Athens on a stallion. Crowley cringed. His execution wasn't as fluid and practiced, but what Crowley lacked in skill, he made up for in enthusiasm. He bounced the lad on his cock, giving the lad the ride of his young life. While Crowley's lad let him guide, it seemed that the angel was taking control, his legs raising and lowering his core on the thick, long phallus. His hamstrings pulled and strained and stretched. The angel made the large circular passes by rotating his hips. It made Crowley gasp to behold. All the while, the man's large palm continued to stroke the angel's cock. Long, tapered finger wrapped around and flexed the angel's beautiful penis. Crowley imitated the movements. Aziraphale's eyes grew frantic as he watched. From behind him, the lad spoke, breaking the spell. Yes, there, that feels so good, I'm going to come, he said. Crowley gripped the base of the lad's cock tight and stopped thrusting into him. Not yet, he growled. The lad wept. But I'm so close. Do you think I care? The lad's eyes followed where Crowley's travelled. Maybe you should have fucked him. But I'm not, am I? 
Crowley snarled and began thrusting into him with a new inner resolve. Show them, Crowley gasped. You have an audience. Show them how I'm giving you the perfect balance between pleasure and pain dragged straight from a fantasy. Show them all and come splendidly, my lad. All the while, Aziraphale and the man feasted their eyes on the sight, hovering close to their own completion, but not allowing themselves to tip over the edge. As a sharp spurt of cum splattered and landed on both of their thighs, the lad almost screamed for him. This was followed by two more healthy spurts that dripped down. The lad began to tremble as he thrashed and sobbed on top of him, yet it still failed to push Crowley over the edge. Instead, Crowley fixed his eyes on Aziraphale's. He felt as if he were torn to pieces by what he saw within them, for what he saw was the angel in the throes of his own orgasm. Those large hands spread wide on the angel's hips, helping rock him over into the abyss. They sparked like flint and steel. The angel's toes curled, his sandals long gone. He writhed with his entire being. His pelvis pushed out against those large, handsome hands that held him seated on top of a cock. It was most maddening witnessing their completion. The lad was still rocked slowly. He was spent, but not entirely finished, it seemed. Crowley's own cock was painfully hard with need inside the lad. As he watched, heat pooled within him. He was about to burst. It happened with Aziraphale's. Crowley gloried at the eruption of the angel's seed as it spilled out over his grown and snow-white thighs. In one motion, Crowley lifted the lad off his lap and shot scorching ribbons of cum across the floor and the lad's bum. The lad breathlessly turned to him. That was the best I've ever had. I do mean that, he said, and bit his lip and looked sadly over at Aziraphale. But I believe the best for you is across the room. Crowley's attention returned to Aziraphale, who was retrieving his tunic from the back of the bench. He stood there, dazed and satiated, bunching it up around his waist. It was a fool's modesty, and not lost on the angel as he looked at Crowley. I thank you, the lad said. Not one for pleasantries, Crowley nodded his acknowledgement to the lad, who was wiping himself off. Aren't you going to go over there? the lad asked. Crowley remained seated. <laughs> There's no fool like an old fool, the lad chuckled.
Crowley's eyes left Aziraphale and looked at the land. I'm not that old, he said peevishly. He stood and walked over to Aziraphale. Later, a demon and an angel shared wine and revisited daring deeds and sinful exploits. Amid the journey of their tales and travels, they kissed for the first time. After, they explored the final experience of what it was to be human within each other's arms. Together. The End